Hola a todos, espero que estén muy bien y bienvenidos a la Gringa Bilingua Podcast. And if you didn't understand any of that, don't worry, you'll get there. I am so excited to start the third season of the podcast, which will be focused on my recent trip to Mexico. I got to visit Mexico City in Cancun, which was truly one of the most fulfilling experiences I have ever had. So I want to share everything that I learned with you all. Hopefully you can kind of feel like you went on the trip with me. For some background, I first decided to travel to Mexico City or La Ciudad de Mexico, which is the capital of Mexico, if you didn't know, to meet a close friend. Her name is Fernanda, and we actually met over a year ago in a virtual acting master course that we both signed up for. In this interview, the two of us have a conversation, and we tell you the story of how signing up for this course led us, two girls from completely different countries and cultures, to become close friends, and even for me to make the trip to meet her in Mexico City this summer. The interview was recorded on one of the last days of my stay in Mexico City, And it was such a pleasure, as always, to talk to Fernanda about our friendship, Mexican culture, and the value of international friendships. This interview will be in Spanish, but I will be summarizing in English as we go along, so I hope that no matter which language you speak, you'll be able to understand. I hope you enjoy coming along with me to Mexico, so without further ado, comencemos. Estoy aquí en un café de Ciudad de México de Parques Polanco con mi amiga. A ver, preséntate. Hola a todos, soy Fernanda. Hola. Y bueno, queríamos contar esa historia de cómo nos conocimos, porque es una historia bien interesante y creo que también es como... Es increíble cómo nos conocimos, porque les cuento que somos amigas hace como un año, un poquito menos, pero es como nunca nos conocimos en persona en la vida real hasta esta semana, entonces como es bien increíble y les vamos a contar la, la historia para que escuchen. De todo empezó, de, del master course que hicieron Giovanna Renaud y Pascual Edinuzo, que son actores, entonces bueno, pues nos inscribimos y ahí fue como, fue virtual, eh, porque lo de la pandemia, bueno, y también porque fueron varios chicos de, de otros países y fue un día que yo le mandé también un mensaje. Honestly, even listening back to this interview, I can barely believe that I was really there in Mexico City with a girl I met in an online class. But not only was meeting Fernanda amazing, the course itself was as well. The course was from a school based in Mexico and people from all over the world enrolled, even if some of us weren't natives of Spanish, which was incredible. There was a girl from Italy, there were people from all over Latin America, from the US, um, it was amazing. The class was led by two of our favorite actors too, which obviously helps, Giovanna Reynaud y Pasquale Dinuzzo. And they are most famous for their work in Disney's telenovela Soy Luna, which I am obsessed with, if you didn't know that already. The course inspired me to take my Spanish to a new level. 
um, because we frequently were encouraged to perform improv exercises or read scripts, things like that in front of the class. And it was all in Spanish. So I'd be put on the spot not only to do like an improv exercise, it would also have to be in another language. So this was a different kind of challenge, but I loved it. And I also quickly became friends with a lot of the natives in the class, which is when Fernanda messaged me randomly one day out of the blue on WhatsApp. She had heard me say in class that I was learning Spanish, and she was wondering if I would be interested in talking sometimes so she could practice her English as well. Kind of like a language exchange. And I love those sorts of things, so of course I said yes. We soon had our first Zoom call that week, and then ever since then, we just have been talking every week. We have awesome conversations. It was amazing. I was so astonished at how easily I had been able to connect with someone who not only lived in another country, but who also spoke a different language. So this experience just kind of reinforced for me the beauty of learning a second language because I was able to meet a new friend who I never would have met otherwise. Sí, porque en la clase habíamos, creo que habíamos, nos presentamos todos, ¿sí? Ajá. Uh -huh. Y teníamos que decir de dónde, bueno, de dónde no, creo que yo dije, uh -huh. ah, soy Emily y tengo, no sé, 18 años. Y Pascuale, eh, el que interpretó a Benicio, el soy de un nazi, me dijo, ay, ¿de dónde eres, Emily? Porque tenía un acento bien pensó extraño. Que eras, pensó que eras de Brasil. Sí, ¿Recuerdas? Sí, él sí pensó que era de Brasil. Y eso yo también como cumplido. Porque es como Brasil es más cerca a Argentina, Argentina. Que, eh, que Estados Unidos. Entonces como, ok, sí, soy, soy brasileña, va. Pero, y, y de hecho tengo un amigo de Brasil. Y también cuando él habla español suena con un acento similar, creo. Pero sí me dijo eso y creo que Fernanda sí vio eso, que era de Estados Unidos, Ajá. que había estado aprendiendo español, porque en esos días creo que me faltaba un poquito más de práctica también. Y bueno, continúa. Sí, y ya de ahí fue que empezamos a, a platicar y sí. hacer videollamadas también. Sí, creo que me Para decías mí. que como me dijiste... Ah, hola, soy la Master Course y no sé, vi que estás aprendiendo en español en... y yo a mí me gustaría aprender inglés, entonces podemos hacer como un intercambio. Sí, ya. Yeah. Pues sí, o sea, todo este tiempo estuvimos haciendo videollamadas. Sí, empezamos a hacer las y... como cada semana. Ajá, pues nos, o sea, nos platicábamos todos también lo que nos pasaba, de lo que de sí, todo, de, de los idiomas, ajá, de donde nos gustaría viajar también, sí, y de ahí como empezamos a hablar como, ah, de dónde te gustaría viajar y empezamos a planear varios viajes, unos todavía nos faltan, pero este sí alcanzamos a hacer esta semana que vine por, por primera vez a este lindo país de México, a Ciudad de México para visitarte. So me and Fer started talking on Zoom every week and on WhatsApp too, most of the days, mostly just to talk and fill each other in on our lives rather than simply to practice languages, which is kind of what we started talking for. Um, eventually, the idea came up of me going to visit her in Mexico City. And even though it seemed insane at first, I eventually asked my parents if I could fly in to see her and get to know the city because, of course, I mean, it's an amazing place. I would also love to get to know the city. So um, I asked them, and it definitely sounded like I was crazy to go meet someone in another country who I met in an online class, but my dad eventually agreed to take me. Um, so that is how I ended up in Mexico City for five days this past June, meeting Fernanda, meeting her amazing family, and just getting to know their beautiful city. 
And we were just so grateful and surprised, too, by the hospitality of their family and just of Mexicans in general, to be honest. I mean, they took us in without hesitation. We weren't expecting any of it. We expected to kind of get our Airbnb, you know, like we didn't want to bother them too much. You know, they had lives. Um, I mean, they were just the kindest people and everyone there was. Um, it was kind of it was a pleasant surprise. It's, it's one of the things that I really, really loved about the culture there. Um, that they took us in and, and were so proud to show us parts of their culture and city. And even though we were just kind of some random Americans who showed up and, you know, trying our best not to look like tourists, but I'm sure we did anyway. Um, this was definitely a culture shock for me, but a pleasant one coming from the U.S. because they were just so kind and welcoming. And even though we felt like we owed them gifts and dinners for taking us in and showing us around the city, they always insisted on paying for meals and they treated us like we were the ones doing the favor by visiting them, which is um, kind of a different attitude, almost reverse of what I had seen in the U.S. where it's kind of like, you know, if I'm going to do you a favor, you better do something in return. But um, that's one of the things that I really loved that I noticed and that I noted um, when I was in Mexico. And then Fernanda also noted in this interview some culture shocks, too, in meeting me. And here she talks a little bit about how she learned that Americans tend to be a little less warm and inviting than Mexicans, which I just thought was kind of funny. Ahora eh, lo digo que cuando yo te hablé estaba también como muy nerviosa <risa> porque te, como que siempre era como que tenía la idea de cómo por decirlo es que aquí en México se dice como ay es muy payasa <risa> así de que no le gusta como socializar o bueno sí porque así. hay un tipo estereotipo Ajá. que dice que las personas de Estados Unidos son bien fríos bien Ajá. como reservados no y los de México son súper amables súper cálidos entonces como sí me imagino que sí estabas nerviosa y yo también como me sorprendí porque eras tan amable y tu familia también como me invitaron a mí y a mi papá también a venir aquí a a explorar la ciudad, conocer la ciudad con ustedes y son super cálidos, super amables. Es diferente. One of my favorite things about meeting friends from another country that I feel like I didn't think about too much was definitely all the discussions we have about the differences and similarities too between our cultures. Something that came up a ton during these conversations that we had was the topic of stereotypes. I think we all know a ton of false stereotypes some Americans hold about Mexicans due to who knows what, but uh, it was super interesting to see that these stereotypes kind of do go both ways. ¿Qué más estereotipos crees que los mexicanos tienen de los estadounidenses? Porque me gustaría saber, y, y que seas honesta, ahora no me ofendo, quiero saber, me interesa. Ah, sí, que son muy racistas, bueno, sí, contra los mexicanos son, sí. Y sí, como en cada país, sí, hay, hay varios que son así. Y creo que por eso también me gusta hacer este tipo de cosas de, de podcast, porque así como la gente de Estados Unidos aprende un poquito de México, porque creo que también de ustedes tenemos estereotipos, la mayoría de, no son verdaderas. Yeah, 
I just have to stop here and talk about that laughter from everyone at the table because we were with um, a few other members of her family when I said that in the U.S. Mexicans are always shown wearing sombreros, you know, those giant hats, which, you know, the mariachis do wear them, you know, the Mexican musicians. But um, yeah, if that doesn't show you how ridiculous Mexican stereotypes can be, I don't know what will. Uh, they even thought that our version of a taco, like the ones that you get at, you know, the fast food Tex-Mex places like Moe's or Chipotle, was laughable because tacos in Mexico almost never are held in flour tortillas. They're almost always served with corn tortillas instead. And I don't know, people, just, we just don't do that at like places like Chipotle and Moe's. So it's um, it's kind of funny because like because a lot of this stuff, they didn't know that Americans thought these things about Mexico. It was it was kind of funny. Sí, me sorprendí cuando tú me contaste cómo en Estados Unidos decías, ay, que decía el taco aquí y, y, y yo es como... Con de, tortilla de harina. Ajá, de no tener Aquí no se taco. hace tacos con tortilla de harina. Ajá. Se hace de maíz. Con maíz. Es como, la gente piensa estas cosas, pero no se toman el tiempo de, de conocer la cultura antes de, de juzgarla. Sí, claro. Así yo, hacemos todos, de todos los países. Sí, es lo que te iba a decir. Yo también había escuchado eh, de tres personas de otros países que es como que, ay, vienen en México <ríe> y como dices, el sombrero, eh, el chile, o sea, bueno, el mariachi, mm, eh, lo picante. colorido, ajá, picantes y de picante. muertos. Ajá. Día de muertos, piensa que Día de muertos es como todos los días. Sí, no, solo Ay, es cinco una de mayo fecha Tenemos problemas con el 5 de mayo Porque Ay, nadie sabe sí. que están festejando el 5 sí. de mayo Y todos salen a tomar, a beber ese día Pero nadie, nadie, hasta, hasta ni yo sabía si, Desde que, creo que me contaste tú a alguien Sí. So we also got onto the topic of Cinco de Mayo, which I'm sure we all know as a day to go eat tacos, maybe drink. But I will confess that not even I knew what the holiday was actually celebrating until I started really getting into Latin American cultures and I actually found out. So here, Fernanda cleans, clears up any confusion for you guys, because um, I know a lot of people think, I thought this at one point too, that Cinco de Mayo is Mexican Independence Day, which it is not. And she explains that it actually commemorates the Mexican victory in the Battle of Puebla, which was fought between the French and Mexico in 1862. And actually, one of my favorite places that we got to visit in Mexico City, the castle of Chapultepec, uh, had a museum inside that covered all of Mexican history from the Aztecs to Mayans to the modern times. And I loved it. But it was really interesting to see how the U.S. kind of played into that history Um, in each exhibit that I saw where I saw, you know, the U.S. featured in the little descriptions. So I would kind of stop and reflect on how the story portrayed there in that Mexican museum kind of differed from the perspective I was taught in school. And of course, I'm not not saying at all that what we were all taught in history class in the U.S. is wrong. It's not. It's two sides of the same story, you know, and who's to say, you know, if one of them is wrong. They're all telling the events just that they have a slightly different perspective. And it was, you know, they kind of framed the events differently because obviously they came from a different perspective. So when me and Fernanda discussed, for example, the American conquest of Texas, of that territory, because Texas used to belong to Mexico, um, it was really interesting um, because when talking to her and when looking at that event portrayed in the museum exhibits, um, the U.S. acquiring Texas was not portrayed as this big, glorious win for the U.S. and, you know, Western expansion and all that. But it was shown as an immense loss for Mexico, which, of course, it was. So 
I mean, these can be hard topics to discuss, but in order to truly understand a new place and its people, I think what I've learned is that it's important to also recognize how your own country, your own people might have played into their history, even if you have to recognize that that role was not always a great one. El 5 de mayo, más que nada, es como la celebración, conmemoración de la batalla de Puebla que, que hubo en México hace unos años, de los sí, franceses hacia México. Entonces es como más eso, pero no es como tanto una celebración. Tú lo viste, eh, que fuimos al museo en Chapultepec, eh, que tiene... Mucha relación Estados Unidos con México porque parte del territorio que tienen Estados Unidos le pertenecía a México y exacto de y bueno, Texas, Texas. Ajá. Y sí, las Texas, Texas eh, Nuevo México y Arizona, 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 Arizona sí. Y era interesante porque cuando fuimos a ese museo conocí un poquito más de la perspectiva mexicana de esos eventos. Porque sí. como en la escuela, en la clase de historia, sí nos contaron de eso, como conquistamos Texas, Arizona, Nueva México. Pero además como, ah, ok, festejemos, porque ya tenemos más territorio y ya tenemos Texas y, y que los mexicanos no lo tengan. Y es como, no, pero, sí. pero si, si ellos estaban primero en, esa, en esos estados, es como, y eso es lo que no te dicen en Estados Unidos. Entonces, ir a ver la misma historia de un, una perspectiva distinta, Sí, claro, porque, bueno, sí, porque sabes que, que lo, le habían ganado, ¿no? Ustedes, sí. el territorio de México, y no fue más que nada que un presidente, pues Santana, vendió el territorio uh -huh. a Estados Unidos. Sí, me imagino que sí. los mexicanos de ese tiempo no estaban bien de acuerdo, felices sí, con no, eso. no, no, la no, que no. No estaban contentos para nada, me imagino. Porque México, de por sí es grande, pues con esa parte que perdió, pues... And like I said, these can be difficult topics to discuss, but in order to really understand a new place and, and to really immerse yourself in the culture, which is which is what I wanted to do, even though it, it was hard, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just, you know, a walk in the park. It, it was it was a trip kind of to get to know the culture, to see what it's like to be immersed and to really try to understand a people who is different than my own. Um, so I kind of learned... Um, you know, that these things, these stereotypes, you know, different perspectives of history, it can be very difficult to break that down. But doing that with someone who has a completely different perspective and culture than you, not not a wrong one, but a different one. Um, it can be really rewarding. It kind of gives gives you a new perspective. Um, it kind of helps you understand the world as a whole. To me, that's kind of what I, I realized. It was a really rewarding thing to have those difficult discussions with her and to kind of um, think about things in a different way. So, I mean, in meeting Fernanda in that online course a year ago, I not only gained a friend, but now I have a primary source about all things Mexico, um, whether it's the food, the history, the culture. We teach each other about our cultures, our countries, and then these comparisons have helped me understand the things that I, I do and don't like about my own country. That's kind of what surprised me the most, I think, too, in this experience, how when you teach someone else about your country, you kind of learn things you never knew about your own. I mean, in giving me the tour of her city, Fernanda saw places she had never seen before, even though they were always just a train ride away. So I think that's a really beautiful thing. Um, and it kind of gives you a new pride in your country because I just loved seeing her and her family so proud to show me their city. It was beautiful. Sí, y, y sí, bueno, así 
para que ustedes que están escuchando aprendan un poquito más y de otros países también, de cualquier parte del mundo, y para que aprendan antes de, de juzgar o de adivinar cómo es un país, hay que quizás hablar con alguien que sea de ese de país, ese país. Sí, porque claro. es muy interesante y, y como te ayuda a entender más el mundo entero, creo yo. Sí, como te decía, bueno. A mí me gusta, bueno, no he viajado, pero me gusta mucho eso y obviamente es como conocer y sí, como es sin, sin juzgar, o sea, y aprendes muchas cosas también. Sí. Entonces, de los idiomas como, y de las culturas. Exacto. Igual. Y bueno, también es bueno tener a alguien conocido de ese país y cuando vayas, ser quien te muestre un poquito de, de ese país. Porque, bueno, y ahorita que estamos, bueno, estuvimos juntas, hemos estado juntas, créeme que hay veces que hasta cuando eres de ese país, no sé, mexicano, de estadounidense, o sea, de, de nacido en ese territorio, no terminas o no conoces bien tu mismo país. Exacto. A mí también me pasa que incluso en lugares en Nueva York, en otros estados que no conozco, entonces tú me preguntas, ah, ¿cómo es este lugar? Y yo te digo, ah, pero nunca fui, no, no sé. Hay que, que conocer esos lugares, ¿no? Hay que viajar tan lejos para conocer tu cultura. Sí, muy lindo. So, I hope that... So, I hope that you guys all enjoyed hearing the story of how signing up for one online class ended up with me getting to visit Mexico City a whole year later. Uh, obviously, be careful meeting people online. Meeting people from the internet can be dangerous, and you should always use caution in doing so, but if I do say so myself, I think it turned out okay for us. The next few episodes, we'll talk about my favorite parts of the place I visited in Mexico. We'll start with Mexico City, then we'll talk about my trip to Cancun, and then we're going to continue to break down some of the culture shocks, because some of them are, are a little funny um, that I had there. So thank you so much to Fernanda for being so kind and welcoming to her whole family. Y muchísimas gracias, Fernanda, y a tu familia por, por invitarnos y por tener esta conversación conmigo. Y me encantó charlar contigo. Y gracias también a IDEA, la Escuela de Actuación de Guadalajara, por crear ese curso que nos ayudó a, a conocernos y a tener esta experiencia tan linda. So thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you in two weeks. Gracias por escuchar la Gringa Bilingua podcast. Check back every other week for new episodes and follow me on Instagram at the Emily Esperanza.